Welcome in, Traveler. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. It's time to level up in fantasy football. just cannot express how excited I am that we have made it to this point in the offseason with the NFL scouting combine right around the corner. There are a lot of players that I am really excited to see go out there and compete, show us what they have. Obvious names, Bijan Robinson, Jamar Gibbs, JSN. All the big quarterbacks, except for Mr. Bryce Young, saving his uh, showcase for his pro day. But yeah, the quarterbacks especially, I feel like, are going to be really interesting to see what their measurables end up looking like. I know that we as a community have questions, certainly, about Anthony Richardson, for starters. His ability to be a consistent thrower. We know that he is a freak athlete. We know what he can do on the ground. Uh, That's where he makes the most of his damage, but can he be a consistent passing quarterback in the NFL? But can he be a consistent passer in the NFL? Now that's, that's a question. I hope we get a little more insight to come combine, but besides that, you know, there's, there's a pretty deep running back class here. Evan and I have discussed at times, not in super hard detail quite yet, but we've we've shouted out some names of some running backs that we're pretty excited for. I think I at one point claimed a, a top six and Evan debated back with a top nine or ten guys that he's very excited for. It's exciting stuff for all the uh running back aficionados in the RPG leagues. That's some that's some stuff to look forward to. First round running backs. I think Bijan has a decent shot. Jamar Gibbs could be, could be right, right spot, right team, middle end of the first. I could see it. Jamar Gibbs is a monster. I think he's going to be really, really good. And depending on that landing spot, I mean, we'll see how the quarterbacks shake out, but depending on that landing spot, Maybe we see a Bijan Gibbs 101-102 for this upcoming rookie draft in fantasy. But the Combine is this week, so not a ton of detail to share about that quite yet. Our next show, I'm sure, will be loaded with good stuff to talk about. But for today, we're going to keep it pretty light. Catch you guys up on all the news that broke this last week. Some players getting dropped, 
uh, or players that will be dropped. Talking about them. Talking a little bit of uh, other news as well. Um, news about some guys that, well, it's still really early. And want to give you guys our reads on these early, early news reports. And we'll see what the boys think about whether or not these are a pure smoke or if there's a some fire to some of these headlines. Oh, yeah, I should mention, got the uh, OG RPG boys on this one. Got Evan and Eric in the house tonight. We're going to be chatting up a storm besides all the... Uh, all the little spark news items out there. We're going to do a little bit of a more chill episode, a little bit more relaxed. And, you know, not to make it all about us, but we're going to make it all about us a little bit on this one. Um, and just go into a little bit of detail about who your RPG moderators are um, between Evan, Eric, and I. Uh, who we are, what we do, and... Just get to know us a little better. Uh, it's a segment that I would love to, in the future, extend to more of our RPG members, kind of like we did with uh, our good buddy Frank or Dad Bod God on Sleeper. Uh, would love to just have more of you guys on the pod and and talk about where you're from, what you do, why you like fantasy football, what got you into it, all that good stuff. So tonight, Evan, Eric, and I will. Uh, be trying to let you guys know a little more about who we are uh, with anticipation towards that NFL Combine this week. And with that, I know you all are are waiting for it with bated breath here. <laughs> the favorite part of the podcast, I'm sure, that really sweet anchor ad after which we will get into things. Thank you as always for listening, guys, and enjoy the podcast. can't hear you now yep nice is that a better sound oh that's so much better i still i uh brought home my work headphones i was like you know what? we're gonna give this a shot nice nice that's a pro tip no it sounds it sounds great okay perfect i was getting really sad that my voice was so you know too cheap to spend money on headphones mm -hmm. i was about to say I, I took the plunge like i don't even know now at this point like six months ago and i got like uh like a little modulator to like plug uh, like a more hardcore mic into. And I mm -hmm. got like my, uh, I don't know if you can actually see it on cam. I got like a little mic stand going here. Oh uh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and I see the cat. Oh yeah. She's been, I don't know what her deal has been today, but <laughs> she has just been like, hold me please. <laughs> How you been, man? Good. I had a terrible headache from work today, so I was like, oh, I'll take a 15-minute nap. And two hours later, I was like, oh, my God. I feel like that's what happens. Like, I mean, we're you're almost 30, right? I'm about to turn 30. I am 30. You are 30 now. Okay. Yeah, th that's the 30-year-old, like, trademark, I feel like, is, is we get to take naps. Like, that's our right now. I'm still mad at myself for all the times I was, like, three and didn't want to take a nap. Yeah, right? <laughs> 
minutes. Like, I, if I could have all those back now, I, I'd love to have those back. I know. All that missed time that I could have been napping. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yep. For real. Young me was wrong. <laughs> uh, work, work still kicking your ass or is it slowing up a bit? You had a you had like a tirade, right? Like last week, like oh. a four day drinking binge. I was on a bender last week. It was insane. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a great time. It was the best week I've ever worked in my life. But at the same time, I'm still like tired and recovering. Like mm-hmm. we we flew in all of our sales partners from all over the world and all of our channel partners for our sales kickoff. So it was like eight in the morning until four thirty in the evening of like learning stuff at work, like seminar sessions, stuff like uh-huh. that. It was all good. And then um we would instantly like wrap up work, go jump on a party bus and go to a different bar or cruise or something for the evening and be out oh till like God. one or two in the morning. Then wake up at six and do it all over again for like four straight days. I I swear if that was me five years ago, that would be like the best week of my life. That sounds like torture for 30 year old me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was like one of the best weeks of my life. I had a blast and I oh, just kind of powered through it and pretend I wasn't hurting. And then they went home Friday morning and Friday evening came and I was like, I'm done. Not going out. That's uh, that's like, it sounds like hell week in like uh football in like high school. Did you ever do high school football? I, I don't think I ever asked you that. Okay. Yeah. What, what position did you play? I was a wide receiver. Oh, cool. Nice. I was on the other side. I was corner. Oh, I would have burnt you. Mm, I don't know. I'm pretty fast. How how fast was your hundred yard dash? I don't know if I ever did a hundred yard dash timed. We we uh, I I don't know if I ever told you this. We were freshmen uh, at a brand new school, and we were we were like the only class in my high school wow. when it hmm. first started, which is kind of a weird experience. But that's all to say we had varsity football, but it was all freshmen. So okay, yeah, interesting. Huh. It was weird. It was weird. It was a weird experience. Hi, Evan. Hello, Evan. Hello. Is it cold there? Yes. Well, kind of. You say get like a nice sweater thing going on there. It's snowing here, which is kind of wild. Is it really? Yeah. It's 80 degrees here. It's gross. It's March tomorrow, and I am getting snow. We're getting buckets of snow here. I miss snow. Yeah. Of course you do. I love snow. That's one thing you just don't get. I still haven't had it in three years, so it's not... For like the first year, it was nice. Now it's kind of like, oh, I kind of miss it. It's it's okay with like the degree we get it. Like a couple weeks in winter of it is fine. Like I, mm-hmm. we, I think like a couple years ago now, we had like a, a pretty bad one for, for us where it was like two weeks of like accumulating snow, got up to like maybe eight or nine inches. And that was kind of like mm-hmm. not great because can't really run a lot of errands like our city just like shuts down completely so like nothing's open you can't do anything um but i like the like inch on the ground like it gets so quiet when there's just like a little bit of snow and it's pretty nice and evan you don't have to shovel do you evan (laughs) no okay see that's when snow's cool when you don't have to shovel i live in an apartment complex like that helps they, they take care of it all See, that's the best. Yeah. For us, the rain pretty much washes the snow away for the most part before it becomes a problem. That sounds like Seattle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, awesome. So hold on. Here's a question because I was going to ask 
Evan if he'd seen Last of Us. But Eric, are you watching Last of Us? I haven't seen it yet. At any of it? Mm-mm. Can't talk about I, it, Evan. I'm in the middle of watching Full Swing. Full Swing? What's that? It's the new golf documentary the golf, on Netflix. Yeah, oh, the golf pod. I heard about that. I've I heard about seen that. the first six. I haven't watched the last two yet, but it's really it's good. Pretty good. And nice. Even if you're not a golf fan, it's actually really entertaining to check out. Okay. Yeah. I am always looking for uh, something new to watch on Netflix. So I'll, I'll give it a spin. Um, did you guys hear about the Netflix show? The uh, I think it's just called Quarterback. No. Nah. And it's like uh yeah, I've heard it's about like it. a mo- it's like a documentary following Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, and someone else. Can't remember. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's like just kind of following them around like I think during the season this past year. Well, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Uh I it's kind of interesting for the Mariota one. <laughs> See if like <laughs> how that's all turned out. Cause uh <laughs> I wonder if they'll show the moment he gets benched. That's hilarious. Oh, that'd be so what about the moment he like goes home and doesn't come back? He's like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Taking my ball yep. and go home. Yep. Bye bye. Uh but okay, yeah, cool. I mean, Eric, you gotta you gotta catch up on Last of Us, man, when you can. It's it's been awesome. I know. I need to sit down and watch it. I gotta finish full swing and then I'll sit down and watch it. By the way, if you take a I'm assuming you don't really know many pro golfers outside of Tiger Woods, Mm-mm. right? No, I honestly, I'm super ignorant about golf. I don't think I could name another golfer besides Tiger Woods. Well, the good news is you actually get to learn a little bit about golf and some of the golfers on tour. It's cool. And you're about to enter. You're about to learn one of the top five biggest douches in sports is Brooks Kepka. <laughs> okay. okay. He comes off so bad on that show. And it's like, ah, oh, this is why people don't like you. <laughs> Well, I'll, uh, I'll give that a try and I'll let you know what I think. Okay. But yeah, so I kind of prefaced it. I did I did one of my little intros and I kind of prefaced it with like, it's going to be probably a little bit more of a chill show, not a ton of stuff to talk about. We are kind of in that like dead air part of the season where it's before the combine and before the draft and not a lot's going on. So got a little bit of news to hit. I have a little rapid fire fun mini game for us to play and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about the combine, just like guys to watch. And then I thought we could just do like a, like a get to know you segment. Um, This was actually Evan's idea. I think it's a great idea. Um, We've never really done it. I think maybe like the first couple of episodes, we did a like a tiny intro about ourselves, but not mm-hmm. anything in depth. So yeah, I thought we could just do like some like co-interviewing, self-interviewing kind of thing. I, I put like a bunch of different like, you know, questions in case you guys need any prompting um, for anything to talk about at the bottom of the doc. So, yeah, I figure we can get through the the what little news there is and then kind of just like make a episode kind of about us <laughs> for the first time, really. That uh, works. OK, cool. Um, well, in that case, uh, yeah, I, I think the first thing to, to really talk about news wise is the uh what's been getting announced lately is players that are getting released or are going to be released i think come march march 15th is like the date um for a lot of teams to to officially release some of these players but you know um not hugely big names but names to mention and then i don't know if you guys have any thoughts i don't have a ton of thoughts but just to go through the list of the bigger ones i would say it's probably fournette carson wentz uh, Marcus Mariota and Kenny Galladay. 
Fournette probably being like the squarely, maybe only interesting one for fantasy still. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're particularly interested in the other three in terms of their their fantasy, their dynasty potential. Um, but I do want to mention right off the bat, like, has there ever been like a bigger bust, like a heist signing than Kenny Galladay getting like $36 million for 46 catches and a touchdown? Yeah, that one's really bad. And don't forget that touchdown came in in a game of all backups. Right. Yeah. From that was from David Webb, right? It was that Eagles Giants game, that last game. Yeah, that's uh, that that is painful, man. Poor poor Giants, because that just I don't know that that that's a bad call. I don't know what they saw in him. He did all right for the Lions, but then he was like hurt a lot. I mean, they saw two Pro Bowls mm. and like two one thousand yard seasons. I'm, I I think it's two Pro. Maybe it's one Pro Bowl. But I definitely know it's two one thousand yard seasons. I mean, that's yeah. That's worth a like, oh, this guy's pretty good. I mean, I remember when me and Evan started our duo league, 16 team leaguer one, took all day in like the third round of that startup in a 16 leaguer. Yeah, I remember being jazzed to get him like super late last year because I was like, oh, you know, this guy has a chance to bounce back. Like, absolutely. Like, we've seen what he can do. Not so much. I think maybe there was a little bit of like Matt Stafford there like making him relevant uh maybe a little more of that like matt stafford was good with calvin johnson johnson and kind of like translated a little bit of that like big body go up and get it kind of passing play with him but yeah i don't know i don't know what the actual issue is i don't know if he's just like not into football anymore or what but he's he's been kind of a stinker for the giants um so that's unfortunate it seems like all the giants receivers are like I don't know. They had the Kadarius Tony thing that was weird. Um, I'm wondering if like the wide receivers coach there is just like not doing a good job. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's it's odd. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really care about the Galladay news too much. Like right. it's not like he's gonna be relevant. And like it feels like this year's Kenny Galladay might be like a Michael Thomas, where everyone's like, oh, maybe he'll, mm. he'll be back. And he's just gonna have like ten catches. Yeah, uh, that's that's certainly possible. I, I guess the other interesting ones in terms of like Winston Mariota is just like the signal that I think we knew it was coming, but the the signal here for sure that they're not going to be a part of the team and that, you know, the landscape of that, like both those teams are going to be completely different coming into next season, depending on mm-hmm. what quarterback is going to lead that team. Cause for the Falcons now it's either Ritter or they draft someone or they pick up a vet. Um, I, I, find it hard to believe that they would roll Ritter out again um, and not try something different, but who knows? I mean, they have a draft pick high enough to maybe take one of the QBs or trade up to get like the best QB. Um, And then Wentz, I mean, they've gone back and forth now, said it's Sam Howell. And then uh, Rivera came out today and was like, he has a chance to earn the job, but he's not going to be like the day one starter or anything. So are we looking at like another weird Heineke like maybe take over because that's kind of what he does <laughs> um or like what what are we what are we looking at with the commanders i think those are kind of the interesting points there mm-hmm. um and then besides that for net leaving i mean rashad white like wheels up do we think that he is first of all do we think he's going to be the only running back of note there um and if he is is he still even worth having on a team that doesn't have tom brady anymore and had a lot of trouble moving the ball last year on the ground with Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I was going to say, they're already like a historically bad run offense with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So it's, that 
offensive line. I mean, some injuries might help, but it's not going to be anything that much better. I don't, I don't think I want any part of the Bucks running game unless they significantly upgrade the offensive line. I think it's also important to note that like a lot of Rashad White's appeal came from he he was getting peppered with targets in some of those games, like yeah, like seven, eight, nine targets, um, like check down desperation targets basically from Tom Brady. So that's not to say that that's going to necessarily happen again this year if they mm-hmm. have to revamp the offense. Like I don't know. I, we just we haven't seen him be a on the ground, fully capable, like third down back kind of fantasy relevant RB yet, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Is Tampa a Dalvin Cook landing spot? I, they're they're so cash trapped, man. They, yeah, they don't true. have any yeah, they don't have point. any money. They have no money. That's a good point. I don't know. I, I think I mean, this we'll get into this a little bit next but i think with the reports coming out that they're gonna maybe give kyle trask a try at the uh at the qb1 spot i it looks like the bucks are aiming for a top five pick next year basically and just kind of uh hope and pray mode for them yeah that sounds about right yeah in that case i mean could be some garbage time there but i i think you necessarily like don't necessarily want to rely on the running game um on a team that is like gonna have offensive struggles like the the passing game maybe has like some value with just kind of chucking it up and seeing what happens but the running game scares me for sure i've sold a lot of rashad white in the offseason for that reason is uh algier the best running back in the nfc south uh if they resign if the panthers resign donta foreman uh, and and they're still camara i mean technically until he gets suspended forever or whatever's gonna happen with him (laughs) I mean, but he's declined a good bit. I, I don't know. I mean, Algiers on the up and up. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I. There's also a report. I mean, I think this is going to be good for our next segment because it's all about these reports coming out that are very early and just like, like, how can we really even trust anything that's coming out? But Falcons did come out this week and basically say like, Algiers great. We love him. Um, it would be dumb to not add RB in this class coming up. So if they, if they're adding an RB, especially in a kind of loaded class, yeah, that, that hurts up. Uh, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be a little worried about Al or being like the number one slotted in guy. I think is Cordell Patterson still on contract with them too. Yep. So, you know, he, he's not going away. Um, something to think about for sure. Mm-hmm. But I like what I saw with Al Jair. Not to not to say that he wasn't impressive during some of those games last year, because he definitely was. But I thought what Al Jair did last year was what uh, Spiller was going to be last year, and I was wrong. Yeah, that's actually a really good call. Yeah, he he did a lot of what we were hoping Spiller would do. I think, um, mm-hmm. like pre-draft, because I at least to me, I think after the draft happened, I was like, oh, Spiller is dead. Like mm-hmm. I, I just I just don't see it um, going that late, you know. But okay, yeah, I mean, any other things about, like, Fournette, Wentz, Mariota, Galladay? I think that's basically all we can really talk about with these guys. I don't think I care about any of them, no matter where they land for fantasy purposes. Yeah, I mean, Fournette, like, in a startup, I see him going in, like, the 11th, 12th round. (laughs) Is that even, like, is that anything interesting to you guys going that late? Mm -mm. Probably not. I mean, yeah, I feel it. Might not be on a team, right? So, okay. Well, cool. The next thing, yeah, I, I just... I have some I have some of these really early headline news things um, that basically what I was thinking is I'll just read them out and then you guys can tell me if you think it is pure smoke, nothing to it really, um, or if it's like, yeah, you think there is something to that or or it could be true or you just you want it to be true. 
Um, so let's start out with uh, Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. Lots of comments about Jordan Love recently about, you know, he is Ro- Rogers 2.0 is I think a quote that I saw. Uh, the newest quote I saw is ready to play. And he's an NFL starting QB was the exact quote. So it kind of seems like, you know, they are leaning into Rogers. If he doesn't come back, they they seem comfortable with love. Do you guys see that as being true? I mean, the reason this sketches me out is just, you know, four years, like, or, or three years, whatever it is of just love on the bench doing nothing, obviously behind Rogers. But if he was something special, you would think with all the drama with Rogers, they'd have like, you know, moved to him at some point or giving him more of a shot. I don't know. What, what, what do you guys think? So I think where they're saying that they're all in with Jordan love, I think it's fire. I think they actually believe that and they want Rogers gone for him being the next Rogers or the next great thing. I'm going to say smoke. I, I just, he looked decent in that one game, but you know who else looked decent as a Packer for one game and got a massive contract over it, Matt Flynn. And like, what did that turn out to be? I mean, I think Matt Flynn threw more touchdowns in a game than Aaron Rodgers ever has in one game. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, until I see Jordan Love do it consistently weeks in a row, I'm going to say that's smoke. But I do believe it's fire that they want to move on from Rodgers and start Love. I think that's true. I, I think I pretty much agree with that. Evan, do you have any Jordan Love thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much in lockstep with uh, what Eric's saying here. I mean, I, I think they believe that Love is about to be their next starter. Um, I also think Aaron Rodgers has them over the barrel, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, while he doesn't technically have a no-trade clause, he more or less has a no-trade clause because until he comes out and says, hey, wherever I go, I'm committed, or tells the team of where he's going to go, that he's committed to them for multiple seasons, the Packers are not going to get anywhere near the return that they're expecting. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a good point. I don't know. Yeah, I have Jordan Love on some of my Superflex teams. I would love if he was a starter of any caliber. But yeah, remains to be seen if, like, even if he gets the job, I'm going to have a hard time, like, before I see it, uh, putting him in that Superflex slot. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see how that unfolds. I mean, they definitely, it feels like they need some sort of, like, reset that that Aaron Rodgers, the, the last year with him was not super pretty. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what the Packers do. Okay, uh, so pretty much smoke, kind of a half and half on that one. But next one would be uh, Javonta Williams. Pretty bad injury he sustained, ACL, um, I think MCL as well. It, it was described to me, I think, as as kind of akin to the J.K. Dobbins injury um, from a few years back. So the report came out today that he is on track for week one, um, which... It's kind of surprising to some people considering, you know, how bad of an injury it was. It did happen really early into the season, though. So he's had a lot of time to rehab. But yeah, what do you guys think? Because I I was really feeling the J.K. Dobbins kind of corollary of like, yeah, okay. I think they were saying J.K. Dobbins would like be ready pretty early, too. And then he had a number of setbacks. And so I'm kind of worried that Javonta Williams could maybe have a similar thing going on. But how do you guys feel about it? I feel like with that bad of a leg injury, unless you're or knee injury, unless you're Adrian Peterson, it feels like even if you play, it takes you a year to get back to normal. Um, Acres kind of feels that way. Um, JK felt that way. I know JK kind of had some bursts, but he kept getting re-injured. Mm-hmm. So well, and Acres was uh, Acres was Achilles, wasn't? Oh, it? that's right. He was Achilles. That was mm-hmm. not the same injury, but um, 
it just feels like it takes, especially running backs that take a lot of hits to the knee, takes them a year to kind of get back to normal before they yeah. really pop again. And uh, unless, of course, you're like Adrian Peterson, who's just a freaking nature, who what mm. came back in like seven months and then ran for 2,000 yeah. yards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I agree with you. I I'd be worried. I mean, they could say he's on track. I think it's I think it's some smoke. I, I you know will put my money where my mouth is. I've been drafting Javonta Williams on some of my startups that like I'm planning to play for 24, like trying mm-hmm. to get that 101. Um, I've been drafting him there because I think that he'll have like a J.K. Dobbins esque year and not put up like a lot of points and and maybe get me closer to that uh that first round uh 101 pick in in 2024. But yeah, Evan, kind of similar feeling for you, or, or how do you feel? No, I, I actually think that it's, it's I guess, fire in this situation. I think there's okay. a lot of truth to it. I think he's definitely on track, and the biggest thing for him is I haven't heard anything about scarring in the knee, which was the reason for the second procedure for JK, uh, which mm-hmm. is also why you saw him being pretty stiff uh, when we saw those original training camp videos of him trying to make cuts, trying to be doing work on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was pretty stiff because there was a lot of scarring in the knee from from everything that went on. Um, I haven't heard any of that around Javonta Williams. So, okay, that's that's very interesting. I actually didn't know that. So, that's good to know. All right, great. And then moving on here, uh, this is one that came out from the Bills camp. The quote I kind of broke it up, but uh, basically excited about James Cook, um, and he will see expanded workload and touches coming into next year. Um, I, I smell some, some smoke and I think it's coming from some fire on this one. Um, I think that what he showed last year was a basic average rookie running back kind of season that I would expect him to expand on coming into next year. Um, I think he well displayed his, his pass catching ability. Um, I think he came up clutch. I think that was really important is that he came up clutch for the team and and scored some touchdowns in some uh, key key spots. Still a little worried about his overall frame, but if the Bills are coming out and and saying they're they're committing to him and, and want to see him in more of a kind of workhorse-esque role, um, I think that's something to be excited about considering the Bills are a team that you just haven't been able to trust their running game uh, outside of Josh Allen for a number of years now. Um, so so how are you guys feeling about James Cook? I So I like James Cook. Even last offseason, you know, draft process because of this potential. Um, I do see Devin Singletary walking away. Um, I think that is a high potential. Um, with that uh, being known, and James Cook kind of stepping up. You know, we saw some games from him where he looked impressive. Uh, as I've mentioned before, that Josh Allen contract comes into play right now um, this offseason. So I think they're going to have limited resources to put into a running back. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they go mid-round pick on a early down running back on like a first and second down kind of thumper type of back. You know, when I'm thinking about those guys, you know, I'm thinking the Tank Bigsby's, the... Roshan Johnson's, the Dwayne McBride's, uh, those type of guys. Uh, Chris Rodriguez. Doesn't Tank Bigsby just makes so much sense for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Like I've been thinking about Tank Bigsby for the Bills too, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Especially, I mean, you mentioned Singletary walking away. They don't have Zach Moss either. That that basically leaves them James Cook and 
no other running backs on the roster of any sort of note. So I think what you're saying is is definitely like I I could definitely see them drafting some sort of running back here to uh, help spell James Cook a little bit. And and I think Eric would remember that uh, I pushed pretty hard in our duo league to go get James Cook last offseason mm-hmm. in the draft. And I, I was definitely pushing for that, thinking that this could be a potential scenario, especially with everything that went down. Did I listen to you? I can't remember. Yeah, we have him. Okay, good. I take that to to mean that you were also uh, excited about James Cook, Eric. Um, Probably not as excited as Evan, only because I think no matter who is in the Bills team, unless they're like a superstar running back, that they're going to always be behind RB1 Josh Allen. Um, I think as long as Josh Allen's the quarterback there, if you get to short yardage by the goal line, he's probably going to run it in for a touchdown. Um, I don't know. I just... I think there can be value there, but I think if you're ever expecting to have a Bills running back be an RB1 for you, I think you're they're just not going to be, as long as Josh Allen's still young and athletic. Yeah, and, and just to clarify, I wasn't trying to say that he's going to be an RB1. I, I'm literally just sitting here saying okay. that I think he can be a solid RB2 on your team. I that mean, you're looking, at, you're looking at a guy that averaged over five and a half yards per carry in his rookie season. Yeah, rookie season he has uh he has plenty of of RB two finishes, uh weekly, and so that I mean if as long as it doesn't you know regress negatively for him I yeah I see no reason why he can't have more of those RB two games even sometimes having weeks where he breaks into the RB one uh, conversation he had one last year uh ended up I think RB eight so yeah yeah I, I I'm with you guys I I think I've for James Cook, I've grown on him for sure. Or maybe he's grown on me. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I'm excited for the the places I do have him. And Evan did pitch really hard for him in that uh, dual league for us to take him. And I would like to also counter that I pitched hard for us to take uh, Justin Fields. How did that go? I only like top five QB. Oh, I made the trade to go get us Justin Fields. On my recommendation. Thank you. For you, yes. Correct. I said we should take him over Trey Lance. Trey Lance went before that pick that I traded for anyway. So <laughs> And they were wrong. <laughs> this is gonna be like we're gonna be doing this pod like five years from now, and it's still gonna be the Trey Lance versus Justin Fields argument. I mean, by then Trey Lance might be on this pod with us if he's been on the couch. Yeah, I, you're saying he's gonna be looking for work, so he's gonna be slumming it with the, the RPG pod. Correct. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, I don't know. We have a Bears fan here. I think it's probably more likely we can get Justin Fields. Let's go. Ah, that'd be the best. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, a few more running backs of note here. We'll try to make these ones a little quick. But um, Dalvin Cook, basically, um, there's some talk about him where, uh, you know, kind of an innovative answer to the question of if he'll be on the roster um, for next season. Didn't really commit either way. So they're trying to fit him into the budget. But you know, um, might be tough for them. So what do you guys think? You think Dalvin Cook will be a Viking in 2023? I'm kind of on the fence with that one because I I feel like if they can get him for the right price, they would still want him there. But he's probably going to want to make a lot more, which would mm-hmm. cause them to separate. I think it all comes down to the money. If he's willing to take less, stay there, I think he's still a Viking. If he decides he wants to hit the market to go make more money, he won't be. 
I think like one of the things to really keep in mind for these um like 27, 28 year old backs that are like looking at an extension, like we keep saying this, this draft coming up, you have so many good RBs mm-hmm. um, that teams could take and just kind of cut bait and, and go with the Rook. And I, I'm not saying that you can necessarily replace Dalvin Cook. I, he, he's obviously a very good player, um, but they also have like Alexander Madison. And if they wanted to like go with him and take a guy, like I, I think he'd Madison would have to be cheaper than Cook, right? Oh yeah. Like, oh much cheaper. So maybe they go with him and sign a rook and say goodbye to Dalvin Cook. I, I definitely think, you know, this was a little more difficult to nail down because they're not saying one thing or another, but I think if we def- define it as is Dalvin Cook going to be a Viking in twenty twenty three, I'm sensing some smoke. I I, I don't think he mm-hmm. will be personally. If um Vikings cut Dalvin Cook and he goes to Buffalo, which cook do you want more? <laughs> Probably Dalvin, but I, I like the Agreed. creativity Agreed. there. Um that would be really fun to see them both. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say you brought up Alexander Madison and let's also remember that he's a free agent right now. Mm-hmm. Uh Madison's contract's completely done, uh, which makes me very much believe that they are going to keep Dalvin Cook for one more season, uh, especially when you look at his cap numbers. I think it's more likely that they end up cutting Adam Thielen than mm. cutting Dalvin Cook. Okay. Makes That's sense. fair. That would be KJ Osborne time to shine unless Vikings pick someone up in the draft. I something. think they'll take a wide receiver. I mean, they, they've done a pretty decent job at drafting wide receiver in the last couple of years with uh, Evan J. Jeff. So I would be ecstatic to see jordan addison yeah go to minnesota i I think that's the name can we we all agree that the uh wide receiver two will not be jalen rigger yeah i i don't know if jalen rigger is gonna have a job here pretty soon what a what a what a bust of a pick that was that's unfortunate um evan do you ever lose sleep knowing you could have had like aj brown and justin jefferson on your team no, because if we had Justin Jefferson, it, they would have never traded for AJ Brown because they would have already had their wide receiver one. It means they probably also wouldn't have drafted Smitty. So, fair enough. And then maybe they would have yeah. won the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, that's damn, Eric. <laughs> you got to know that that's still raw. Hey, I'm a disgruntled Bears fan. Okay, we take our jobs where we can. Is we're already at the bottom. We can't go any lower. I definitely feel like the Seahawks fan mediator between you two of just like, hey, man, everything's cool. Like, we're all good. Uh, it's 26 <laughs> years of friendship. Yeah, too true. Uh, okay, well, yeah, besides Dalvin Cook, the other RB, like, big name to watch here is Joe Mixon, obviously. Uh, had a little bit of law enforcement <laughs> interaction that we don't love to see uh, in the offseason. So that's something to monitor. But he's also, like, maybe not going to be on the Bengals. Um, they've already come out and kind of said, like, they're not sure he'll be on the team is I think the the sum of the quote. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think this is fire personally. I, yeah. I, why, why, why bring back Bixon? It, it's going to be super expensive. Um, they like to give the ball to P Ryan anyway, and you have a loaded RB class that you can take uh, an RB at the end of the first early second third round even and and get a decent rb i think um so yeah i i think mixon is probably replaceable but 
what do you guys think? Um, I think he's definitely replaceable. Um, he does still have those burst games in him, though. Like, what what was it? He had that five touchdown game this year that just won people weeks. Yep. Um, he's definitely got an upside to him, but is it this point? Is it worth the money, the off the field trouble, and the bad games? Right. When you're staring down the barrel of that Joe Burrow extension, too. Like, are we that, are we gonna pay? That's a big uh, part too. A Joe Mixon salary here. Yeah. Are you gonna pay Joe Mixon big money, or are you gonna go take a running back in the third round that has seventy five percent of the production and get Joe Burrow signed? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's a pretty easy answer. It also probably like makes things a little more difficult to like resign T Higgins. That I think I think they really like T Higgins and would love to keep him and Jamar Chase. So, yeah, I think they would probably prefer to sign T over Mixon. So mm-hmm. it ma- makes sense to me, especially with like kind of the I, I don't know if they're taking this all into account, but the law enforcement stuff and like the, you know, the charges against him were, were filed and then dropped, but then said maybe they can come back later. So there's like some weirdness there. Yeah, might might just be time for them to to cut bait. Let's just say Mixon's not making it easier on them to make a decision in his favor. Yeah, he's really mixing it up. Yeah, so I, I think it's interesting with Mixon. Um they don't have any cap issues. So you're not really concerned too much about that, um, which makes it really interesting to start thinking about because you cut Nixon and you go get someone else. Well, you use that about $8 million that you're saving. How are you going to better allocate those funds uh, along with having cap cash roll over into the following season? You know, do you go try and front load some of the, the contracts that you're going to be seeing? Do you try and front load a borough contract? Do you try and front load a T contract? Um, do you use a high value draft asset on a running back or do you just kind of piecemeal together? I mean, you you look at, at how many targets they had um, for Mixon this year and it was the most targets in his entire career. And that's mm-hmm. really what held up his, his fantasy stock. I feel like a lot of that season. is like the the O line play was like subpar, and so there was a lot of like check down to mix in. Like, do you, do you kind of get that sense too, or what do you think that stemmed from? Like all those passes going his way. I mean, it was it was a pretty average offensive line this year. Um, I, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that they were trying to get some of those quick hitters. They were trying to stay in front of the chains so that Burrow could take those shots downfield, could take those deep intermediate passes um 2t to chase um to be able to make those big chunk plays okay yeah that 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 makes sense okay just just a couple more here uh to run past you guys i kind of prefaced it earlier but quote came out i don't have the exact quote on me but basically to sum it up the buccaneers came out and said kyle trask it it could be his year it could be the trask year (laughs) Um, you know, second round pick. Uh, I, I think some people forget about that sometimes is they, they took him fairly highly. Uh, same, same round as Jalen hurts, for instance. Um, but without Tom Brady at the helm and uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to roll out Gabbert, at least not, not day one. Um, basically saying that Trask has the chance to win the job. So we, we talked a little bit about, um, like in previous episodes about the Buccaneers and, and maybe they go get a vet. Uh, we talked a little about, uh, uh, you know, a Derek Carr maybe goes there or something like that. But them coming out and saying this, I think it does signify what I was saying earlier, where it does feel like a tank year for the Buccaneers. 
what do you guys think? Is this the 101 try for the Buccaneers to go get a Caleb Williams next year? Do, do you know who else were second round picks recently in quarterbacks for NFL drafts? Uh, let's just name a, name a couple here. Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> Woof. Oof. Christian Hackenberg. Oh. Woof. Oof. All right. Drew Locke. Drew Locke is the one I was going to say. He, he, he was, I mean, he had something. He threw a football. He did throw some footballs, didn't he? He, he threw some footballs. Yeah. And then, obviously, Jalen Hurts, which we all know how that one turned out. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Trask has never been mobile. He never will be yeah. mobile. He's about as you know mobile as a marble statue back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've watched him in multiple preseason games and he has not looked good. And the fact that he was the third string or inactive quarterback in a lot of games this year should tell me everything that they need. I, I go back to the Mike Zimmer comment asking if they were going to start, start Kellen Mon. Well, we've, we've seen enough in practice. Um, I guess the question becomes for like fantasy purposes, do you think the chances are likely that they do just roll with him and like for the majority of the year and, and basically do what I said and just kind of tank it. And in that case, does he become like, he's going pretty late um, in, in super flex leagues as like a potential starter that interesting at all to you? Or do you think that this is completely stay away? Or do you think they're actually going to like put a quarterback in place that can play ball? I, well, first of all, I think it's a stay away in general. Okay. Um, I, I think the most likely scenario is they go out and they sign a Garoppolo or something like that. And if the season starts well, they roll with Garoppolo. If it's going bad, they sit Garoppolo, put in Trask and see what they have, and then probably go for the bad pick and move on. Yeah, I feel like if they take a Garoppolo, which almost feels like kind of the bottom of the barrel of like guys that could come in that are like free agent quarterbacks and like start Mm -hmm. like right away. I feel like if they sign Garoppolo, he's starting like for sure. And they're going to try something like they're going to try to, they're going to try to compete. Um, If they don't sign any of these guys, any of these free agent quarterbacks, um, I I really do think that you're going to see a lot of Trask and it's going to be a lot of bad football but maybe that means like, you know, kind of a desperation fill in super flex some weeks, or would you guys rather start like a wide receiver three running back three over Kyle Trask? Yeah. I have no, I have no interest. If I know for a fact, he's going to start the game. I think mm. I would rather start Trask, but I'm not expecting much. Okay. Now, if I, mean, I want that to be super flex for the whole season, no, then I'll go to the RB3 or the wide receiver free three. But like just for a game decision, if I know they're like, hey, the season's over, we're going to put Trask in and see what he does, then I'll roll with it. But because it is kind of interesting in terms of his cast, like he still has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, two like pretty good wide receivers. Not to say that like he can do anything with them, but like if he has any semblance of ability, he could put up some games. Like it, it's possible, right? Like Gardner Minshew was a guy that was putting up games uh, back when he was starting. Um, and I don't think, I mean, I, I kind of see them as similarly talented in a way, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I don't have him on like any teams and I'm not expecting anything from him. Um, but it certainly is interesting. Just the bucks in general being so, like strapped and not having Brady and being only a couple years removed from like winning a Super Bowl. Um, it, it does seem like they are 
going to have to reset to zero here pretty soon. So, so, so Corey, you, you say cash strapped, you know, the, the two most cash strapped teams with the lowest amount of cap space going into this off season. I want to say the Ravens is one of them. Buccaneers and saints. Ooh. Oh, saints, saints makes sense. Yeah. They're both over $50 million over the cap. Ooh, wow. They're going to be and I bad. Get it. Everybody always says the cap is a myth. Look, there's a lot of things you can That's do bad. and Brady, Brady officially retiring and then letting his contract go and, and everything there. I mean, we have all of that to look at, but my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. That's a big number. So they might even just be running with Trask just because they know they're going to have to. That's what I'm kind of saying. And that's what almost almost makes him appealing. I'm not quite saying he's appealing, but it it, it kind of signals to me that there's a chance that he's that he starts like like most of the games next year, which he could. Do I um, mean we we had some people drafted Mariota as like a starter. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like over the last year or so, I've got a dis- like a outrageous amount of trade offers from Frank that include tr- Kyle Trask in it. <laughs> that's, that's so fucking funny because so have I. Uh, so <laughs> many offers. Like, oh, he's going to be the Bucks starter next year. That's, that's so funny. Dude, <laughs> Frank sends me an offer a day <laughs> to where I get Kyle Trask. Yep, I'm just I get- like... <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I think I think he that was one of his guys where I don't know. I, I think he saw second round quarterback, Tom Brady retiring, maybe maybe gets a cheap starter kind of thing and took him in a lot of rookie drafts because he has so much Kyle Trask. And yeah, this year specifically in the offseason, I've gotten so many offers from him to get Kyle Trask. Oh boy. Yeah. Um I actually there was one trade he sent me that was pretty good that had Kyle Trask as just like a tack on and but i but i, I still didn't take it <laughs> uh okay well the well, last one on the list here and i like this one a lot because it was one of my like from a distance calls um that i made i think like two or three weeks ago but report came out that the team to watch for uh Dehan- deandre hopkins potential landing spot would be kansas city chiefs which i think eric you and i discussed this yeah uh, the last pod we were together where i was like mm-hmm. I really think that Kansas city could look at the hop and be like, we can use him in the right way. Um, yep. and not, you know, not have to make him a, a 11, 12 target guy every game, but like set him up to be, um, efficiently used and then properly mm-hmm. used going into his like 30 year old season. Um, and now a little bit of validation coming out with these like reports that, that, that could be the team. And you know what, just for purely, I want to be right fact i am saying this is blazing fire and this is this is going to happen (laughs) that's what i'm going to say now i do like that though that does happen d hop on chiefs would be nasty we we're doing three startup drafts right now i think Mm -hmm. and i think in two of the three if not three to the three i took d hop i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. i think so and if he goes to the chiefs i'm real excited about that (sighs) yeah yeah um is there anywhere D Hop goes where you're like, oh my God, this was the worst pick I've ever made? <laughs> the Buccaneers or the Saints or something like that, but that's not going to happen. They're too. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anywhere he could go where I would be like, anywhere realistic he should he is, would go. I should say. And isn't that funny to think that like 
it almost feels like the Cardinals are the worst team for him to be on at this point. It does. Actually, no, there is one. I would not like him on the Patriots. You know where I really wouldn't like him is on the Texans. (laughs) Uh, No, but the Patriots is is a decent one, too. I mean, until they figure out the Mac Jones equation there, um, the Patriots have not been shown to be able to support any wide receivers of note, really. Um, Jacoby Myers was like the revelation, and he was like a wide receiver, too, borderline three. Um, Mm -hmm. Had some decent outings, but meh. Did you guys see Mac Jones' workout video he put on his Instagram, which was the most cringe-worthy, awful no. workout video I've ever seen? He's literally—you no. like, know—I don't follow Mac Jones on Instagram. I don't either. I saw it on like a talk show, and he's literally oh, okay. got his hands on the wall doing spins, and he's like rolling around on the ground, and it's like, "What are you doing, man?" He's like talking about motivated for next. It's embarrassing. It's bad. I'll have to send it to you guys. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. If anybody was in on Mac Jones, there's no way they are anymore. They're done. Corkle. Corkle's wild. All right. All right. Um, well, cool. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Um only other thing on my news list is just like, yeah, combine. Um coming up here. Next show we have, we'll certainly have a lot of combine talk. Um, is there anyone like I think the obvious names are maybe less interesting? I think we're all excited to see. You know, Bijan and, and CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Is, are, are there any other names that you guys are like, really want to see like what this guy's measurables actually come out to be? Um, I think it's pronounced Bees Yon. Thank oh, you. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. I, it's, I, it's going to be possible. It's going to be literally Bees, Bees Yon. Bees Yon. Bees Yon. Damn it, dude. I was saying Bijan for so long, and he has a Dijon mustard line, so you would think it was like Bijan Dijon, right? I'm going Bijan. I'm sticking with (laughs) Bijan. Where did those pronunciation guys come from? Are they from the players, or is it just people taking a guess? I don't know. Evan, any insight? It supposedly came from the players at the uh, combine. He's trolling, right? trolling? Is it trolling? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's trolling, right? Bijan. That's so stupid. Yeah, it's Bizyan Robinson. It's kind of like, is it Julio Jones or Julio Jones? Like, he needs to make up his mind. It can't be Julio Jones. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that one's better because the J-U makes the huh sound in Spanish. So that one's fine. No, it's either Julio Jones or Julio Jones. No, I don't think, I don't think that's how it works. That's 100% uh, how it works. <laughs> Okay. Uh but yeah, any anyone that you're uh looking forward to seeing guys uh run the 40 yard or or agility drills or or anything just to see how tall they are. I know like the Bryce Young not uh not showing up and waiting for his pro day. I I was really looking forward to seeing that 59 <laughs> measurement for him and seeing how that all unfolds, but but what do you guys think? I am very excited to see all of Anthony Richardson's measurables yeah. and how he will blow the roof off the place. And then all these NFL teams will get excited, overvalue him, and he'll get overdrafted in fantasy leagues. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I am also excited for Anthony Richardson. I mean, guys, have, I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point. He's a, he's a physical freak. I just I want to see him in the passing drills and, and just I want to see the consistency because if, if he can find consistency with the passes, whoo boy, like 
yeah, I mean, overdraft maybe, but I think he's certainly going to fly up the draft board. Yeah, he and Will Levis are going to go way up people's draft boards after this week, or after Combine Week, sorry. Evan, I know you got some names. Oh, I, I want to see Devon A-Chain. Like, mm, yeah. I, I, I want to I see if he can actually crack the 4-2-5, which supposedly wow. he's, he said that he can run a 4-2-5. Holy moly. <laughs> that almost makes me feel like he's going to run faster than that. I, we'll see. Like, like under-promise, over-deliver strategy? What did uh, Chris Jones run? Back in the day. I know it was really fast. It was something in the 4-2. Chris, Chris Johnson. Sorry, Chris Johnson. I was like, Chris Jones, that is a Sorry. big man. Why are we talking about such a Chris big Johnson. man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. hold on. Yeah, Chris Jones. Uh, uh, let's oh, see. Uh, Chris Johnson. It was a 4-2-5, 4-2-4. 4-2-4. Something like that. Right yeah. on. Yep, 4-2-4. Four, four. Wow. Yeah, 100th percentile. 100th percentile for him. I remember never hearing his name until he did that, and then he just went skyrocketing up people's boards. Yeah, I, I actually remember that too. I think that was, I think that might have been like the year or just like the beginning of like dynasty football for me it was like 2017. I think it was like mm-hmm. something like that it was like one of his last seasons. I think, and people were still like, "Oh yeah, I mean, it's Chris Johnson," you know. I want I want to see Sean Tucker. He was a sprinter in high school, mm. so I think he should have pretty good form. He should be able to do well, and it's going to be a huge red flag for me if he doesn't uh, during these drills. And I also obviously want to see Jameer Gibbs because, yeah, well, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I am I am dangerously accelerating on my love for Gibbs. Like it's it's getting bad. Um, to the point where I, I talked a little bit in the intro before you guys got here. Like, if Gibbs shows out at the combine, and like, I think there's a chance that he also might get drafted in the first round, like behind Rot, like Bijan, Bijan. Sorry. Uh, and like, depending on his spot, depending on where he goes, might be an argument where like Bijan is. 101 and maybe Gibbs is 102. I don't see it. I think I think Bizion is just way too generational. It, it would have to be the right spot, like I said, but like, and also depending on where the quarterbacks go, because obviously, like, the top quarterback would probably be that like slot in 102, um, depending on the honeypot landing spot. But it, I don't know, man. If if Gibbs shows out and, and goes to the right team, like, and I need an RB. I might be hard pressed to like take him at the 102. So, I, like I said, dangerously accelerating. I've I, the hype is is getting out of control for me. Um, I I fully accept that. But uh, are you willing to trade in uh, your love of Kenneth Walker for a Jameer Gibbs yet? No, <laughs> no, not 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 quite yet. I think the the Hawks bias in me will prevent that from from happening. You had to think about but, it though. Uh, I did have to think about it. I did have to think about it just because I I think Gibbs is a little more complete, um, to me. I I just I, I I think he might have a better shot at having that PPR like floor, um, than Walker. I still have hope for Walker. I think he can get there, um, but I think traditionally just how they look, uh, man, I don't know. I just if if 
B if Bijan Robinson wasn't in this draft, Gibbs would be above and beyond the clear RB one to me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, the uh, next thing I want to get to here, I kind of prefaced it, but let's let's let people get to know us a little bit, I guess, guys. Um, I'm not sure what the best like format to do this in is, but I thought we could kind of like take turns, like talking a little bit about ourselves and then maybe like interview each other kind of to, to learn a little more and like tell people a little more. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of credit to, you know, I mean, we basically have, Oh, I don't know now with all the added leagues, I think we're maybe up to like almost 70 unique RPG league members. And about half of those members are like regular listeners to the podcast. We have about like, 35 to 40 consistent uh, unique listeners uh, a week per episode. So for all those people that, especially a lot of people that just joined RPG leagues, um, I think it's a great uh, start before we head into our second season together to just let people know who we are, what we're about, um, like what our credentials are in terms of how long we've been playing football, uh, fantasy football. But yeah, so I guess... I mean, I I can go first unless anyone is really raring to go. Um, now, real quick side note: Are you wearing an XFL hat? I sure am. You see that? That's nuts. Yeah, it's I the, just uh, noticed that. I'll show you the Sea Dragons. That's cool. Okay, yeah. that, that's cool. I just saw the XFL hat. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, funny enough, I got this hat. Uh, in I think it was twenty twenty one when the XFL first tried to come back mm-hmm. and I went to a, a, they were just the dragons, the Seattle dragons <laughs> two years ago. Um, but yeah, I went to a game and saw the hat and I was like, yeah, that's, that's my hat now. It's, it's awesome. So yeah, I rock. I actually, this is really funny because I forgot I bought this hat. Um, I think what happened was the XFL got canceled and I'm like, all right, hat on the shelf. And then it just got shuffled and lost into oblivion. I honestly couldn't remember if I had actually bought the hat at the game or if I had dreamt that until I found the hat <laughs> in my closet just randomly. And I was like, oh, I did. I did buy the hat. Like, and so ever since I found it, I've been rocking it. Uh, I don't even think we needed to do the get to know you thing anymore. I think that <laughs> entire monologue just explains exactly who Corey is as a person. It really does. Doesn't I don't think we need any more. I think that pretty much tells it. Yeah, no, I I think you're 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 right about that. Um, that paints a good picture of what I'm all about. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess to just go into it in in sort of official detail, I am Corey. Um, <laughs> I'm known as Bitner Steel on on the old sleepers and the the discords and stuff. Made the RPG leagues uh, a few years back now. I think a lot of RPG leagues are going to their fourth season, so about four years back, which is pretty crazy to think about um started with like four leagues and now we're up to like over 20 which is wild but yeah man I, i've always loved football um it was just a really entertaining thing to watch for me kind of like the first sport that i really like grasped onto on onto is like a just fun um nothing like it just super physical i liked baseball a little before that i played a lot of baseball but once i started really watching the nfl i was like oh yeah no this this is my jam um, and then from there, you know, I, I found out about fantasy, uh, played in a couple like home leagues that that I had some friends invite me to over the years. And then uh, it was like, I don't even know, 10 years after that, where I learned about Dynasty, where you 
keep all your players every year, which I was like, whoa, that's that's a whole new uh, strategy. Um, and I, I obviously uh, left onto that. And since then, I've just been like full blown, like classic dynasty addict. You know, I'm I'm up to almost like 30 leagues now, which I'm probably reaching my limit <laughs> at at uh, uh, soon uh, soon enough point here because um, it's just the waiver claims are really what is like difficult for me yeah, to say on part. top of. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I love fantasy football. Um, I love making the leagues. I love like having um, avenues for people that really like dynasty to come in and, and play like these kind of low stakes um, for fun leagues and try out different strategies and stuff. And so it's definitely a passion of mine. And, and through the uh, creation of this whole sort of, uh, seen by I've, I've met a lot of really great friends and, and people such as eric and evan here uh joining me on on the old podcast to say that we we have a podcast which is wild i never thought i would have a dynasty fantasy football podcast so that's also neat um yeah I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more i can go into but like i think that's a good enough basic intro for me um do one of you guys want to like tell the the listeners a little bit about yourselves yeah i'll go so my name is Eric. You can find me on the Sleeper app or basically any other app in general as a corn dog. And the story behind that is when I was a teenager and was playing games with people, I would always make my username a corn dog because when I would shoot them and they would say a corn dog killed you, know, I thought that was hysterical. So it just stuck with me for every username I had for anything ever. So on all sorts of other apps with different things, you can probably find me under the same thing. Um, so... Oh, I love football to death, but football is actually not my first love. My two favorite sports are actually golf and baseball. Football is my third, and I love it almost as equally, but there'll always be baseball was my first love, and then I've just fallen in love with golf over the last five years. So those are my top two with football right behind, but those are the three that I follow. When uh, when the Blackhawks are good, I'll follow hockey, but I don't follow it too. There's too many weird names with three vowels in a row, row and you just can't follow it. It's hard. Um, and then I just haven't watched basketball in like 10 years. So I, out of this major sports though, those are my three. Um, I'm an all Chicago sports fan other than college. I'm a Michigan fan because Evan and I both grew up around where Chad Henney did. So follow when he went to Michigan, ended up following him there, not attending, but just watching and became a Michigan football fan out of it. Um, but no Cubs, Bears, Blackhawks. They're my lifeblood. All the Chicago teams always stink, but that's fine. Other than 2016, Game 7 World Series, which will forever be the best day of my life. Second best day of my life will someday when I get married, and she'll have to accept that. Um, <laughs> Didn't uh, uh, Blackhawks won a Stanley Cup not too long ago, right? They won a couple. Yeah, three, three and five years, which <laughs> was awesome. But the Cubs winning for the first time in 108 years yeah, just had a whole time. other yeah. meaning and kind of – my grandfather lived for 94 years. He was born right wow. after the Cubs won the World Series, and he died before they won the next one. So it's just a whole kind of extra. And he was a Cubs fan his whole life. Mm-hmm. So it was just it had an extra special meaning to it, like yeah, to break through all that. No, no sporting event that'll ever happen the rest of my life will ever top that one. That's the one, which is exciting and also sad at the same time. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, what else? Did, what else did you go into? Oh, fantasy football. I started playing fantasy football probably eight years ago, seven or eight years ago. 
I joined some random league on ESPN for free because I was like, what's this? And I joined it. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. And it was right in the midst of Adrian Peterson at his height. And then the third week, somebody just dropped him and I picked him up off the waivers and I won my league. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. This game's easy. It's not how it normally happens. But uh, that's actually what kicked in the addiction. And then started about two years after that, started my first dynasty league with seven other friends that that league just ended about a year ago because everyone's kind of moved on and no one's paying attention to it anymore. But that's what kicked off my dynasty enjoyment. And then what really fired it up though was 2021 uh, or sorry, 2020 COVID hit locked in a room. I'm like, let's join some fantasy leagues. And that's how I found the RPG league and met you and met everybody else there. Then Evan got roped in and here we are. And now I have like 20 to 25 leagues. I love it pretty much exclusively do dynasty at this point because I almost find reject kind of boring. Now mm-hmm. I like the fact that I can get halfway through the year. And if I'm losing, I can still make moves to make my team better for future years to come with redraft. You can't do that. If you're Oh, and five, you're just kind of out of it. And you're like, oh, I'm not gonna pay attention to this anymore. Yeah. So I like dynasty the fact is that superior mode for sure. So I really like that. No matter at what point it is at any time in the year, I can do something to make my team better if I so choose to. So that really appealed to me. Um, but yeah, definitely a dynasty addict. And like you said, I like the low stakes games because I like low stakes leagues because I get to mess around with different strategies and try stuff I haven't tried before. See what works, see what doesn't work. My strategies this year are way different than last year. And I've come in with more of, I was talking to Evan about this, a QB tight end focus instead of a running back wide receiver focus. Try something new with these startups. Uh, I mean, you saw how early I was going to Kyle Pitts and all these leagues. You had to jump me to get the one. Mm-hmm. It made me sad. Still not over it. Um, but no, it's just, it's fun. It's a really good time. It's, I think about it way too much. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's all I can think of at the moment. Um, oh, other thing is Corey and I also found out we were like long lost siblings. We were both like gamers, guitar players. Oh yeah. Love sports. Um, just every time we talked about some new hobby, we're like, Oh my God, that's my hobby too. And it was just funny. It was too funny. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember how long ago it was, but it wasn't too uh, far into like meeting you where I don't remember why, but for some reason, one of us brought up persona and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh dude, that like persona is my favorite video game. And then like, you were like, oh, Persona is my favorite video game. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. And then a couple of months later, it was like, oh, yeah, I've been like playing this on guitar. And it's like, you play guitar? Wait, I play guitar. And it was just this like weird. We kept running into these coincidences. We're like, oh, wow, we mm-hmm. do a lot of similar things um, and have a lot of similar uh, likes. So that that was really yep. cool. Next thing you know, I'm going to find out you like fantasy football or something. It's crazy. Ooh, well, don't. Yeah, don't be afraid of that because I hate fantasy football. <laughs> I don't even know why I do this podcast. Podcast is stupid. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, that that sounds awesome. Um, definitely, like, yeah, it was it was really lucky on my part to uh, meet you, and then through you, meet Evan. Who, uh, Evan? Do you want to also give a little bit of backstory about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Evan. Uh, I can be found as EP Low. Um, everybody seems to think that it's e which fine, whatever. I don't really care. 
I think it's hilarious. Um, a bunch of my college friends used to always give me crap about it. And we used to just go back and forth over it because that was always my, that was always my username. Okay. It's not Apple. Wow. Though. Apple. Wow. <laughs> no, no, okay. that's, that's not even, not even close. Corey. All right. Got it. Good, good, so good sure. try though. Good try. But, uh, but yeah, uh, that's always been, always been the username for anything school related. And I was just like, you know what? It's super funny. People think that it's Epo, and that's perfectly fine by me. Like, yeah, let's just have some fun with it. So that's it's like an e-cig, but it's like a snowplow. It's like a electronic snowplow, kind of maybe, <laughs> or just an electronic plow. You know, and internet yeah. just kind of runs through you, runs over okay, you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Eric and I both started our first Dynasty League together back in 2015. Uh, that was back when we were doing one quarterback leagues, uh, which seems so antiquated Ooh. now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was probably what 2020 when both of us found our our first superflex league, Eric, um, mm. together there, and uh, it had kinda, the worst draft of all time. Uh, yeah, we we don't need to think about that. There, there's always a learning curve when you start a new format, and. Uh, Unfortunately, that was our learning curve, but we got to do it together. Um, Eric and I have known each other for 27, almost 28 years now, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about. It is crazy. That we've known each other that long. So, yeah, we, we got into a lot of firsts with fantasy sports. Um, I used to do fantasy baseball and then just it became too much. Um, setting lineups every single day, looking at pitching ads, looking at all mm. the, the data behind it. Um, as Eric and Eric has always known, and Corey probably picked up on pretty quickly, uh, I'm definitely a data analytics type of guy. Uh, I like looking at the numbers. I like looking at the metrics. I look, like looking at advanced stats. You know that kind of stuff. The statistical side of sports is always what appealed to me. Um, I've played plenty of sports over my career, um, over my time, and I've loved them. Baseball has always been my number one passion, uh, playing and watching. um, I'd say it's still my number one passion. And recently, I'd say probably over the last two or three years, I've definitely picked up more college football. So that's been really nice. I'm trying to look into, you know, one, just who's coming, and two, I just enjoy watching college football. Like I grew up watching a ton of college football and just kind of lost touch with it when I went to college and was able to pick that back up um, after graduation and everything and actually having free time on the weekends now. Did did, did you uh, did you ever play football? No. So crazy enough, I actually played soccer and um, so oh, soccer really? overlapped okay. with football season. Yeah. So soccer overlapped with football season and that was my sport for a while. Um, and then baseball became my three seasons a year uh, sport. So definitely had was, a lot of uh, lot of baseball. What what was your position in baseball? Uh, I was a pitcher and a catcher until oh. sophomore year of high school, and then I became a pitcher and a third baseman. Nice. As yep. someone who's been to Evans games, he was an excellent pitcher. Ah, appreciate it. Very cool. Never, never, never could throw hard enough though. I, I topped out at like mid eighties. So. Oh, that's still wasn't, wasn't I mean, that's still really good. That's still really yeah. good. Yeah. I pitcher is easily the 30s. Pitcher has to be the coolest baseball position, right? 
it, it's the one that kids want to play because they're involved yeah. in every play. You know, mm-hmm. it's usually pitching pitcher and shortstop are usually the two that kids want to yeah. play. And, and thankfully, you know, I was just able to develop a lot of off-speed pitches um, and be able to, to throw them relatively well. Um, so that was always my go-to, my calling card, big sweeping curveball. Um, and then also had a, a spike knuckle curve in there uh, along with the changeup. So. Nice. Yeah, uh, Eric and I were talking about how we both played football and uh, he was a wide receiver and I was a cornerback. So we were talking about who would burn who. I would have absolutely burned Corey. Yeah, I don't know about that. It, it's fine, Eric. Some, some 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 linebacker would have come and hit you coming across the middle, and you oh, you like had how, your, how like, my football 17th, career ended? <laughs> you would have had your seventeenth concussion. Yeah, that's true. I've had like five or six of those at this point. But how how tall are you, Eric? Six one. Okay, yeah, we'd we'd be pretty even match then. I but, used to yeah. be very fast. I'm not anymore, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I mentioned it earlier. I was, I was also pretty fast was being the keyword. I don't know how these yeah, 30 not happening. would, uh, participate. Not happening a... anymore. <laughs> yeah. That, that's for um, sure now. And for people who have listened to this for quite a while, I mean, since Evan and I have known each other forever. Um, and it, it's funny, like, you know, what we've been friends for like 28 years now. We still like each other. That's crazy in itself. But uh, where he's more of the stats analytic guy, like he's super deep dives and all that stuff. And I'm more of the go with your gut feeling guy, which is why I think it drives Evan mad when I'm actually right about stuff, because he knows there's no rhyme or reason. Then Eric's like, I feel like this today. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. That that adds up. <laughs> Knowing you it, too. It, it drives me it drives me insane, but we also talk enough to each other that it's like relatively easy for me to sell him on people and sell him on reasons why. And then Eric also just plays the production metrics card on me. And he's just like, man, like, come on. This is just a feel like th- this just feels like the right play. Like you watch him, you see him. And I'm just like, oh, well, you know, he had a double ACL tear. And, you know, you're looking at him and he really slowed down. I don't know if he can hold Are you referring up. to Nick Chubb? I don't know. Who would that I ever seemed really That seemed really Nick Chubb-centered. I had to... <laughs> Spark from the high heavens on hell and high water to convince Evan that Nick Chubb was going to be amazing and he would not bite. And I think finally, like a year ago, he was like, actually, you were probably right about Nick Chubb. Like, Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. We, we, um, we, we both have we both have the guys and, and I love looking at, at skills and traits. You know, I like looking at the projectability, the sizes of guys and um, looking at the, the comparables of, you know, who's come out with certain traits uh, with certain metrics that they're also hitting and kind of find those corollaries. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really interesting and it kind of leads right in. So data analytics, yeah. you would think that a data driven person probably does something in the STEM fields and that would be absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Um, being a engineer for the city of Nashville, um, making sure that all the development is hopefully happening properly uh, in our city here. So uh, that's what I watch over. I watch over all the development for Nashville. That's funny because I've never really thought about um, like my profession in relation to like my role in the RPG leagues, but like I've always kind of been a manager um, in in one form or another at, at the present I'm in like an administrative manager. So just putting a lot of uh putting a lot of things together by myself to make sure the business stays afloat and 
kind of what I do now for the RPG leagues as well, if I really think about it. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of interesting. Um, that that correlates so well. Um, one thing is that I I feel like you're too honest of a guy to do this, Evan. But it almost sounds like you could weaponize a little bit uh, against Eric some of these like it feels like Eric might listen to you a little bit on these guys. And I think you're too honest of a guy to ever like lead him in the wrong direction, but it almost seems mm. like you could, you could do that potentially. I don't know. My BS meter is pretty good though. When I can tell he's trying to Fair pull enough. a little something, I'm like, mm. but no, when I, when he drops a bunch of stats, it takes a while to convince me sometimes, but when he, I can tell when he's really, really like certain about a certain thing, I'm like, okay, he wouldn't be beating the drum this hard if he didn't really, really think that this guy's all that. Hmm. And the only one to this point that I can think of on the top of my head he's been incorrect on is Trey Lance. Not proven yet. It's not proven yet. I wonder it's been if that, four years, sir. <laughs> I wonder if that also goes along with, like, at least in terms of the RPG leagues that you guys are both in, I, do, I don't really ever see you guys trading together. And I wonder if that's a little bit of, like, you guys maybe know each other a little too well. Well, what was it? We we joined last year, probably 10 leagues together or something like that. And I think in every single one, we were drafting back-to-back. And the one this year we joined, we're doing it too. And it sucks because we know exactly the, who each other's taking every single pick. Goblins like, League. I, I think like that's one of the reasons why Evan traded away so many of his like original picks is because we were back-to-back-to-back to back to back in that Goblins League. Yep. I just wanted to get away from you guys. Yeah, right? That's, what, that's why I took Brees Hall where I did, because I knew Evan was going to take him. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no shot that... There's no possible chance it gets back to me because Evan's taking it right after me. So, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think... Yeah, that, that was where I had to snipe you on pits. Otherwise, Brees Hall would have been my pick, but I, I, mm-hmm. I, I had to do it, especially because... Evan texted me and he's like, you know, who'd be a good pick right here to <laughs> just to make Eric mad. Well, I hope I you like, feel good, Evan, because Pitts would have been my pick. So you would have gotten Hall. I was already like, I. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. That's so actually really funny. <laughs> I was already leading Pitts, but the fact that <laughs> Evan mentioned it would make you mad kind of solidified it for me. But that is funny that it ended up not getting Evan Breesall. Yeah, because Hall was my second choice there. Pitts was my first. And a two tight end league, I was like, I was mm-hmm. all in on the Pitts. Yeah. So so out, out of curiosity, from when you guys started fantasy football, g- give, me, give me like the name that you remember from when you first started fantasy football. Dante Culpepper. Yeah, I I think I got him in his like best year ever or something like that. Um, I just liked his name. I I liked spicy stuff, so I was like, Cole Pepper, cool. And I, I took him relatively high, and he was a every week start and forget. I think it kind of coincides with Eric's first uh, experience with uh, fantasy football. Is I won my my first year ever, and that's what kind of like really propelled me to be like. Oh, fancy football is awesome because I won, mm-hmm. and so it's great. Um, but Dante Culpepper was a huge, huge reason for that. Uh, back when he was the uh, QB for the Vikings, I believe. So yeah, that's that's always the name I go back to. Of like, that was my guy. 
So I, I said a little bit earlier about the Adrian Peterson thing. Like somebody randomly dropped him week three in a free ESPN league, picked him up and won my league for me, basically. Um, but the one I always remember, and I think I told Corey this story a couple weeks ago when you weren't on here, Evan. And I can't remember if you were in this league or not. I, I know this was the first Dynasty League I ever did. It was eight of us with JB, Caleb, and Paul. I don't remember if you were in that one or not. Were you? Eight people. Yeah. It was it was one where in a single QB league in the middle of the year that Paul traded me Calvin Johnson and two first round picks for Tom Brady in a single QB league. And I was like, oh my God, this is the easiest smash I've ever had in my life. And I accepted it. The whole league freaked out about it. And Paul was like, just wait. And then I ended up playing Paul in the finals and lost because Brady had like a career fantasy day. And I still to this day, I'm mad about it. And I never once won that league. So it's not like those picks helped me like get something that helped me win later. It was the most ridiculous thing. So I'll, I will always remember how lopsided of a Megatron trade I got. And I still lost. What about you, Evan? Who's uh, who's your guy for that? Mine's Maurice Jones True. Oh, great one. Oh, MJD was good. So I, I always remember MJD and being the stats guy as I was. Like every year I would look at him and I'd be like, oh man, he's so good against nine guys in the box. Like mm-hmm. if he ever only got eight guys in the box, like he'd be really good. Like just imagine if they had a quarterback that could actually get down to seven guys in the box. Like, oh my goodness, like this would be it. And it was like, I I just remember it was coming off of the high. Everybody was just like coming off of the LT high. Um, Everybody was coming off of the AP high, which, you know, AP was still really good at that time. Oh, yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, I remember my my first season was 2007. It was just some standard SPN Mm -hmm. league. It was just like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, And it was just like, all right sure, let's try this thing out. Like I watch a lot of football and let's go with it. And I remember I was just like, okay, like this is a guy that I really like. And every single year after that, he was on my team. 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. I think 2012 was the last season that I had him. Like he got injured that year and I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm done with him. I think he, he was he was getting a little bit older at that time too, and I was just like, eh, whatever. Jacksonville sucks. Like, let's let's move on. Um, so yeah, MJD is is my guy that I remember, and I I still remember. I had had neighbors growing up that they played fantasy football, and it was all about like Ladanian Tomlinson and like Antonio Gates and like oh yeah, you know. All, all, all of those days. Yeah. Yeah. The, Gates, the, Tony, the Tony Gonzalez, the Tony Gonzalez days, yep. like they, they used to always tell me like, Oh yeah. Like these are the tight end guys. Like you're getting them. Yeah. Um, no, that's a great one. I definitely remember a lot of those names. I had to look because I wasn't sure of the exact year, but my first year was 2004. Um, so I was, I was pretty, I think I was 12. Oh, you that, got in early. Yeah, I, I got in. I early. was thirteen, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Yeah. I want to say that was like 
sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. And I, it, that adds up because that's when uh, I met some friends that just had like these family uh, fancy leagues, uh, two that were just, you know, they had uh, a spot and I just I kind of filled in. And then uh, I had to look again. At, the reason I know it's 2004 was because that was the year that Dante Culpepper uh, passed for almost 5000 yards. And so that's where that's exactly where I'm like, okay, that is where he won me the league, where he threw 40 touchdowns and almost 5,000 passing yards. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it, it certainly evolved from then. Um, I'm kind of glad that I didn't, I, I wasn't taking Dante Culpepper in like dynasty because he never really had a season like that ever again. Uh, that was kind of his, his peak. But uh, yeah, I'm certainly glad to be in Dynasty now, especially with, I mean, how how lucky are we to just, I mean, the RPG leagues in general is just filled with so many cool people. I just, I, yeah. I feel like I got incredibly lucky, uh, especially because uh, I recruited a lot through Reddit and then like friends of the people that I originally recruited for the most part, um, it just ended up being mostly cool people that we've, you know, we've had our rotten eggs <laughs> here or there um jd emrick uh shout out to you big boss having four different uh accounts on sleeper really cool of you dude i hope you're you're having a fun time not being on sleeper anymore hopefully um because i'm pretty sure you got mega banned but uh you know apart from that like honestly we we haven't had like a lot of other stinkers so Mm -hmm. i'm really really happy that we've just been able to like grow the community with, with lots of cool people, um, lots of diversity. So that's, that's been awesome. I agree. It makes it so much more fun when everyone's just chill about it and yeah. in it for the fun, nobody loses their mind over something. I mean, I mean, and mistakes happen, right? Like you accidentally fat thumb a pick or, something happens or you misunderstood rules or something like that. And we're just kind of like, you know what? It's $10 league is what it is. I'll use it as my motivation to like find a way to get better. Yeah. Or I think the, the, the $10 price tag certainly helps. Um, but yeah. at this point I'm like, I like that. I'm pretty confident that there would be similar like level headedness, like reasonable attitudes, even if we we're in like a $50 league with, with yeah. a lot of these RPG members, which has been discussed just putting it out there i've been thinking about it i've had now two different uh rpg members come to me and be like hey when are we doing like an rpg kings with like a 20 30 dollar you know 40 dollar kind of buy-in and i'm like yeah it's interesting you know uh, part of the whole rpg theme has always been like cheap is good because like you said eric it's just it keeps it low stakes it keeps it friendly um while still being like competitive but you know i think we'll look look at that a little bit um in 2024 and i'm i'm kind of feeling like we might have an appearance of of some sort of higher stakes league with some of the i think i'd probably make it an invitational kind of thing and like yeah, try to invite some of the uh the original members first and then like you know the the people of just that are are more of staples in the the community kind of thing and mm-hmm. see if we can get like a a fun more competitive high stakes league going so that's something to look yeah. forward to in the future but yeah i like it 
Yeah, I, I will say uh, the RPG leagues are definitely some of my cheaper, more, I guess, mindless leagues to me. Just fun. Just have a good time with you guys. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I have the duo league that Eric and I are in that I think is 25 a piece, and that's like nothing for me right now. And then I look at all my other leagues, and it's like I have a couple of jersey leagues that I run just for fun to try and get some donation money. You know, I, I just go buy a couple jerseys and just be like, Hey, you know, I'll send this out at the end of the year. And then I make a donation to whatever I'm donating to that year. Typically it's been Lyme disease because my dad's had some major issues with Lyme disease over the past seven years. Um, so that's something that I've been trying to support. Um, but yeah, besides that, most of my other leagues are 75 plus, um, I've really trimmed down the dollar, the, the number of leagues to up the dollar of leagues so that I can kind of focus on them more. Um, and I can kind of dive into, I guess, leagues that I feel like people are more tapped in, but it's kind of crazy when you start getting into, like I had one league that was a $500 league this year and the amount of bonehead trades that you just look at and you're like, Why? Like, mm. what led you to that decision? Uh, yeah, I feel like tilting might still... happen a little more often in, in that high stakes of leagues of people just kind of like, uh, like just kind of throwing it out into the wind and hoping for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that I saw. So I was going into it thinking, you know, everybody's going to be super tapped in. They're going to be super sharp and um, really putting a lot of time into that league and I mean, I'm not going to complain. I was presently, pleasantly surprised at how it wasn't awful um, with people just being like super sharp. And there was definitely some people you could take advantage of, definitely some trades that make you scratch your head and you're like, wow, that seems super far off. Kind of like Frank's robbery earlier this week. Frank, uh, Frank slings it, man. He, I think he definitely like has us like over the barrel on quantity of trade sent out. And then, and then he, he gets those, uh, those hooks in some people mm-hmm. and then sends them to the right people sometimes. And it mm-hmm. just really, really works out in his favor. Um, he really needs to stop uh, off, trying to offload Kyle Trask on me though. Like I was going to say, he definitely has this being quantity of Kyle Trask offers. How great would it be if sleeper in an update actually had a column that showed you the number of trade offers that'd be cool yeah right mm-hmm. like if if a manager was able to actually track and the rest of the league was able to track oh this manager made 700 trade offers this year and you're like oh mm-hmm. okay this is a guy that just kind of sends whatever out i know these exist in some form or another uh with like third party but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's asking a little too much in terms of like private data or whatever. But like being able to see, I would love to know how many Kyle Trask shares Dad Bod God has. <laughs> I want to know percentage of of how many teams. Do you Just guys... go to Dynasty Dynasty Planet? Got it. Okay. Yeah. I know, I know they exist. Uh, just wish it was a little more like integrated into sleeper, I guess, so I don't have to like take it to another site or whatever. But do you guys think you have received more Frank Kyle Trask trades or drunk Donnie trades? Because I get I, plethora of both. Um, definitely Frank. 
<laughs> Kyle's trash traits. <laughs> if I'm being honest. My favorite is when I wake up in the morning and because Donnie works the night shift and it'll be like 7 a.m. and I'll have like three separate trades with 15 sentences with eight misspelled words in each from Donnie. Classic. Yeah, it's always a, a nice surprise waking up to a, a Donnie trade offer and just being like, oh boy, what do we got here? Uh, or once in a while, we'll get the start of a Donnie rant and it's like, oh my God, I got to tune in. Yeah, yep. This is really good. I'll never forget. I don't know. I don't actually know. I think we maybe Eric, you and I talked about this because it was in a league we're both in. But I don't know if I ever really addressed it on the podcast. Did I tell you guys the story of when Donnie was super drunk and he (laughs) we were talking in DMs and he told me about how Frank was sending him really bad trade offers, but then he accidentally said it in the public chat. Yep, I remember saying that. Me and Donnie were going back and forth, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I've just I've been getting these really bad trade offers." And then like he stopped chatting in my DMs, and then the next message like I got from him was in a public league chat where me and Frank and Eric were all in, and he was like, "Yeah, man, it's just this, you know, this guy Frank. I love this guy, but he just sends the worst offers." And I'm like, Donnie, no. You probably sent him a Kyle Trask trade. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh my god. But luckily, like, there's such cool guys. Like Frank just let him oh, roll yeah, off his Frank back. Frank had a great and... sense of humor about it. Yeah, he, he didn't say anything about mean it. to him. He was just like, I don't know what. I do... It was the best because I was just like, I just don't know what to do. I just declined them. I was just like, oh, of course. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. Um, no. so, so since, since we're talking about Frank, uh, I just looked it up on Dynasty Planet, and he currently has two, only two, which is a ten percent, ten point five percent roster share of Kyle Trask. There's no across way his, across his sleeper leagues. He's had that to feels so much some. higher than that. He's he's had to offload some recently. So maybe 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 yeah, I was gonna say maybe it's wrong. Maybe he's just not getting deals done maybe it hasn't updated since it did its last data dump um but his most rostered quarterback is actually kyler murray oh rip so so frank when uh when you listen to this we'd love to hear if that's actually accurate yeah definitely interested in that there's actually uh there's a frank trade that he's been trying to work me over on i want to see if kyle trask is a part of it uh it was Okay, so this was one that I think I took to you guys at one point, and it was, uh, I was basically, this was him trying to receive Kyler Murray, which is kind of funny, um, knowing that he has so many shares of him, uh, but this is RPG Dragons, and it was the, I send him Kyle Murray, uh, Kyler Murray, Isaiah Pacheco, and the 110, and I get back Jared Goff, Najee Harris, and Kyle Trask. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I didn't accept, even though like I see it, I see the reasoning, you know, about like I I think that Goff will probably have a better year. Najee Harris, that's a great mm-hmm. ad, but difference between Najee Harris and Pacheco, I don't know. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, I think I think he's still really talented. I don't know if I want to necessarily split him into Goff Trask as my QBs there. Um, not a not a terrible offer, but just really funny that it also involved Kyle Trask. <laughs> That was funny. I offered somebody in uh, Twin Blades 
I, I, I'm trying to remember who it was, but I offered them Jared Goff, the 1.06 and the 1.07 and a second rounder for Jalen Hurts. And they declined it. That's I didn't close. think that was a terrible offer, though. I think that's pretty close. I would have thought about that because, like, you know, uh, depending on my my lineup. Yeah, because I'm pretty solid everywhere except quarterback. Because I have Lamar and Jared Goff. Yeah. So well, I was trying to get an improvement there. Speaking of Lamar Jackson and and Frank, uh, God, that just takes me back to the the trade I made last year in uh, El fucking Empire League where uh, I got Lamar Jackson and JT and I traded him Mahomes and something else, like maybe an array of picks of some kind, but felt great about it because I was like, oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, like, you know, he has the potential to be like the top three QB that he's been in the past and love his rushing upside and, you know, hard to trade away with Mahomes, but getting JT back, like that's an awesome addition to my running back staple. And then that was last year when JT and Lamar both got injured and didn't play more than half the game. So that was really, really cool and awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, uh, definitely have made some good Frank trades. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to take Kyle Trask. I'm, I'm sorry, Frank, he's, he's going to die on your roster. <laughs> No, I've had a lot of good trades with Frank. He's good at going back and forth with when you both find something you yeah. kind of click with. Like it's usually about eight to 10 back and forths until you get those mm-hmm. side pieces. Correct. I've had a lot of good trades with Frank. I feel like we're trashing Frank on Frank on Trask trades this pod, but he actually is a very good trading partner. Yeah, that's that's good to say. Yeah, because it's true. I've had a number of really great trades with him. Um, it's simply the quantity of Kyle Trask trades. Um, uh, but you know, maybe who knows, man? Maybe we're all gonna look super dumb when Kyle Trask comes out next year. It's like the next Tom Brady, four thousand yards and thirty yeah. touchdowns. <laughs> and then Frank's just sitting over there counting up his money. Just, just like, oh, you should have taken Kyle Trask, shouldn't you? I guarantee you, this pod has has the longest discussion of Kyle Trask on it than any fantasy pod ever has. Ending. In a pod that's talked about Kyle Trask as much as we talked about him. I'm gonna start putting that in the show notes as like in quotes. It's like the only fantasy football podcast that talks a lot about Kyle Trask. The exclusive Kyle Trask podcast. That's good. The the Trask fan cast. Yes, the Trask fan cast. Can we name that? That should be the name of the episode. The Trask okay. fan cast. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep, you're right. That's it. Okay, we got it. I'm still sad we didn't name the one Matt Ryan's a dick. What did I end up naming that? I I think that might have been Wince to the Bin. It was something like that. Yeah. Should have been Matt Ryan's a dick. I didn't know, like, (laughs) it's so personal. (laughs) I didn't know about, like, calling out Matt Ryan (laughs) that. We just get, like, a, a review and it just says like it's username not Matt Ryan and it's just yeah. arguing one star at arguing for Matt Ryan it's like this is definitely Matt Ryan
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Matty Ice, uh, uh, 328, uh, comments on our, on our podcast is like, come on, guys, he's not that bad. Oh, my gosh. Matt Ryan, you're invited to come on and defend yourself. Absolutely. We'd love to have you. You guys, I can't. <laughs> What do you guys what do you guys think about like our chances of any NFL player any NFL player coming on eventually well, Technically I have a connection to Mike Allstott Get him on baby let's go He hates talking about football though so I very much doubt he'd want to go on We don't we don't have to talk about football we can talk about anything let's Talk about hunting and yeah. fishing that's what it would be Let's do I it. know nothing about either of those things. That means he can I know talk the at bare length. minimum. That means he can talk at length about them, and we could just listen. That is true. But <laughs> would that be crazy? How much would, would the viewership crazy. jump? Uh, I, hey, hey, man, Chad Henney's not doing anything these days. You guys have connections, true. right? Yeah, we'll just go back to Wilson. <laughs> try to find him. <laughs> yeah, just try to Carrie, find him. Carrie Collins. Don't forget about him. Oh yeah, Carrie Collins. That's right. There you go. Yeah. I hope Evan, when you're down here at the Vals Bar, I hope uh, you get to meet Emiliano Grillo, Brett's friend. Oh yeah. Yeah, the pro golfer. Yep. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's very quiet. He's also like five six. I don't think I've really ever like met like I I've like talked to some pro athletes. Like I, I've been to like Hawks training camp you know and like said hi to a few players i've never like met uh like a pro player from any sport like and had a conversation with them before i think so i've met emiliano a couple times now and got to hang out and chat with him for a while really nice guy and then i got to hang out with mike all for the half an hour at the bar that one night when brett brought him well all right then i i i, I think that, i think we got the pot here i think that's uh, it yeah I think we got something. Yeah. We'll end with that uh, Kyle Trask fan cast. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Excellent. I think this is, this is pretty good. Um, that was a good one. Definitely a good, good filler, filler episode. Filler up. Exactly. Yeah. We still, get a, we still got a follow up on all the bets from last year that we made. Oh. Yeah. We do. Okay. I'm, I'll make a note for myself to... I need to like go over all the show notes and then like actually research <laughs> what was like wrong and right. So it'll take me a little bit, but I'll, I'll try to get that done for like maybe not the next Nine. ep because that'll be yeah. combine talk, but maybe the ep after that or something. I'll, I'll try to scrape together some data because yeah. I know we definitely had quite a few over the year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they're all in the show notes. So just need to go back and and tally up <laughs> what was wrong and right. And then in two weeks, Evan and I will be doing a the pod together from here in Florida. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Yeah. That'll be an interesting energy to bring. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not quite sure how we're going to manage that, but we'll, we'll find a way. Be interesting, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we could figure out a way, I don't know, somehow do a segment that two people have to be in the same room for. I'm not sure. Like, we could, Ooh. like, get those two small, like, whiteboards or something and you have to give us like something the first thing that comes to mind and we hold like something what, stupid like that what is the uh what is the game show with like the uh 
like the couple and they each have to answer a question about like the other person you know what i'm talking about is it like love connection or something something like th i know what you're talking about we could do something like that where like i ask one of you a question about what the other one would say or think and then we can like trade Ooh, fantasy off. football but fantasy football related mm-hmm i like that oh that could be, be interesting. fun okay okay that's good to know i'll, I'll keep that in mind all right I i'm gonna go eat oh, dinner though like... that sounds really fun I, I can't wait for that one though what what the cook stuff them up for that mm-hmm yep all right Don't i'm gonna go eat tortellinis you eat Ooh, those torts enjoy yeah i need to you. figure out what to have for dinner so i need to go to bed night night yeah, it must be nice <laughs> it's much all right. you go to bed too if you want to I need food. Okay? Yeah, get well, that food, fair. though. I yeah. ate a whole pizza by myself tonight, so. Yeah, and it must be nice. I got back from work at like six fifteen, and like immediately just like plopped on my bed and couldn't move. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I can relate. Yeah. And then I got up and had to use the can, and that took a while. So. Also can relate. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that in the pod. Done. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh man. <laughs> you have a good night. You too. Right, Talk to you guys ya. later. Yep, see you next time.